what live Giorgio you know this is a podcast right and you're never live you're we're just recording and then oh. we decide at what point it goes live right uh, oh I got dressed dressed well, nobody can see you man I put it's pants just me, on man. I'm just looking at your face on Skype I put pants on I well I'd hope you have pants on <laughs> I have pants on. <laughs> Welcome, everybody, to the Cars and Tech Weekly Podcast. Uh, my name is Giorgio. I'm alongside my buddy here. Yeah, if you're still with us, my name is Mike, after all that. <laughs> Thank you for joining us. <laughs> yeah. Um, the first podcast of Cars and Tech Weekly. We've been talking about this, thinking about doing this for over two years since the pandemic started, and we're finally here, man. Now that it's over. Now that the pandemic is over, but everyone's back in their car and back in the gym listening to podcasts. So I think we're going to capitalize huge on this, George. Now that people are driving again or going back to yeah. or pumping iron again? Yeah, pumping iron. That's I don't <laughs> pump iron, but sure. Yeah, people can pump iron and, and listen to us just babble on about cars and technology. Nice. But you know what? We're going to have some fun. Like this is just. These are the conversations we have weekly anyways. So we might as well hit the record button and go for it. Yeah. Oh, we're not recording yet? I'm recording. Oh, yeah. I'm recording. Okay, good. Okay. Just checking. God. Yeah, because that was good. That's quality, quality podcasting right there. <laughs> <laughs> so me and Mike went out last week. Mike, uh, you want to tell them what we got into or got involved in? So a couple weeks ago, Giorgio and I had the opportunity to attend the second annual Drive Festival here in Canada in Beamsville, a few hours north of the city. And this was hosted at the Canadian Tire Motorsports Park. So basically an outdoor car show, car festival. You've got uh, cars doing laps around the track. There's opportunity to drive different cars around the track, including supercars and hypercars. So just, you know, basically car heaven for anyone that, that loves cars. So there was a few standout things for me, Giorgio, but I'm curious to know, like, what were the, what were the highlights for you from this, from this show? Uh, well, for me, I like the, um, we did see a lot of stuff. I did like the, uh, the, uh, the EV Hummer. It was, it was, oh, it was yeah, such a EV nice Hummer. truck. Um, so when I saw it and I've only seen it, in, seen it in pictures, uh, when I saw it in person, it was a whole whole new thing it was a whole different thing it was really it was really stunning it wasn't as as aggressive as i thought it was going to be it was just a more um it wasn't as big as i thought it was going to be but it was still big in a sense like it was still such a rugged looking truck and it did look heavy and it was really stunning looking it had all the bells and whistles uh, we spent quite we spent like 25 minutes 30 minutes on there sitting oh outside, i think we spent the around. most time with the Hummer. Yeah. Uh, I think we drove, the, whoever the representative was from GM, uh, shout out to that guy because w I think we talked his ear off and probably asked him about a hundred different questions about the about the truck. Mm -hmm. No, it, yeah. was, it was really nice. I loved it. Um, as well as there were a lot of other EVs there too. Um, the Porsche EV was there, the Taycan. Um, the, uh, there was a bunch of other Teslas and oh, yeah, a couple of, of other independent uh, EVs as well, along with a bunch of charging stations. Um, and then there was a lot of other tuners that were there too. So there was like a mini crew, there was a civic crew, there was a bunch of, you know, people just getting together, uh, you know, Saturday, Sunday afternoon, just, uh, showing off their clean cars. And, um, no, it was a great time. It was a, it was a long day. Yeah. It was hot. Uh, but it was a great oh, time. Oh, so hot. Yeah. 
Yeah, it was a it was a big big mix of everything. I mean, if you're a car guy, there was something at this show for everybody, right? Definitely a huge representation from from the electric vehicles. I think that was the most turnout I've seen from sort of the electric car marketplace, if if you want to call it that. But um, yeah, really excited to see the Hummer. Let's let's talk about a few few features on this Hummer because I'm personally really excited about it. I will never be able to afford one. But if if I could, this would probably be the the truck, the electric truck I'm most excited about, right? In a world where you have the Tesla Cybertruck, which uh, that's a whole nother, we could probably do a whole podcast about that thing. But this seems like a, you know, I think they did it right. I think what GM did with the Hummer is what Tesla should have done. Do you, do you agree, Giorgio? Yeah, absolutely. Um, and we were talking with the representative and he said, you know, and and I sort of agree with him because he, I mean, he mentioned something and he said, you know, us as GM, we've been making cars for 100 plus years, right? Um, Tesla's been making cars for, I don't know, a decade, maybe. Um, so at that point, you know, who do you want, who do you want to make, who makes the better car, right? Who, you know, they may have, Tesla may have started with the technology of, you know, putting batteries and electric motors into vehicles and, you know, and they, and they look nice. They look, uh, they look great. Um, but when it came to, you know, um, one of the big three companies, um, putting together something, you know, it really, really came out nice and stunning. I was really surprised that they were able to pull off, uh, an EV Hummer that, uh, you know, especially of that size, what do you say? It was like 9,000 pounds or something, 9,000 kilos. I don't know. Um, but it was, yeah, it it, it was a big truck zero to 60 on it was what three seconds something i don't it's insane yeah it's mind-blowing i mean and and i I was trying to compare it to like previous hummers i mean it's definitely bigger than the h2 Mm -hmm. um probably about the same size as the h1 i would think but it did did look longer for sure yeah but you know, like like you said, GM's been making cars a long time, so there's a lot of normal car things that they did right on this. They, you know, they do all the the things that a car should have, but then there's all sorts of bells and whistles. They they pulled out all the stops in terms of technology. I mean, you sit down inside and you've you've got full screens. There's like it's like sitting in front of five iPads. Yeah, <laughs> in this truck, right? Yeah. Um, I mean, but this it, look, this isn't the truck for everybody, obviously. Yeah. I mean, we're talking over a hundred K, but I mean, what a great, what a great vehicle. So here's a question. If you had to pick one or the other, which one would you pick? The Cybertruck or the, the Hummer? Oh, easy, now that you've seen, answer. now that you've seen the Hummer in person. Easy Hummer. Yeah. I would, th- I, I would think the same thing too. I was, I would say I, I actually, so I'm, I'm, I've always been a big fan of Tesla's. And I was watching the live launch of the Cybertruck, right? I'm like, you know, this is going to be amazing. Like Tesla's going to be building like a, a truck or a pickup truck. I'm, I, I've been saying for years that they should do this. It's a huge market, right? Like we're in Canada, but I know in the States, the Ford F-150 is still the, the top selling vehicle, like not top selling truck, top selling vehicle. So, I mean, they had an opportunity to make something um, that could maybe get a mass appeal into electric vehicles and they then they pulled out the delorean looking 
like spaceship of the Cybertruck. And I'm, 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 I thought it was a joke, Giorgio. I actually thought yeah. it was a joke. And I'm like, okay, but well, where's the real truck? Are you going to pull it out now? Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. No, I, I thought the same thing too. But, and then we found out that it's going to be the production model and there's actually orders for this thing. And, you know, and I get it that, yep. you know, it's, it's exciting. It's, but I don't think it's as, it's, it's as functional as everyone thinks. I just, if I were to put, okay, so the what was the sticker on on the Hummer in Canadian? I think he said it was one twenty, all out yeah. with yeah, every option. This thing had T roofs. It had the upgraded wheels. It it was it had every option, and it was one twenty. So let's say the Tesla is in and around the same price range, right? The Cybertruck. I would all day take the Hummer versus that Cybertruck any day. Probably got a higher towing capacity. I don't have the numbers, but. Yeah, I I don't know, hundred percent, right? Like, I think the Cybertruck is a novelty. I think, I mean, I I know they're gonna sell a bunch. I know they've already sold a bunch of them. You're mm-hmm. gonna see celebrities driving it for sure. You're mm-hmm. gonna see the guy who lives down the street from you possibly driving one, but maybe just one guy. Mm-hmm. But it's you know, I think the Hummer. Look, the Hummer is not for everybody, but I think that's where it needs to go. Like that, it still needs to look like a truck. It still needs to have a proper interior, mm-hmm. have door handles. Absolutely. You know, all yeah. these things, right? So it's, I'm really curious to see what actually happens with the Cybertruck, but I, I was disappointed. I believe the Hummer is what Tesla should have done or something like the Ford F-150 Lightning, something more approachable. For sure. Because I think Ford did an excellent job with the with the Lightning, right? Oh yeah. No, it looks great. Yeah. So the this... This Hummer was really cool. I mean, I I would say like for me, the highlight on the Hummer, and this is because I I get into the weeds on cars. I love the details. I know Giorgio does too. He said, okay, you walk up to your Hummer, right? You go out in your driveway, you unlock it. The first thing that happens is on the front of the car, there's, there's a, it's a full package of lights that go all the way around the front. It's about a hundred or something LEDs. He said something like that. Mm -hmm. You unlock the car. The first thing that happens is the lights light up like a battery meter, like on your phone. So they'll go green and stop at where your battery level is. Yeah, that was the Easter egg that he that he talked about. It was, yeah. it was so fa- I was so fascinated. I thought that was the coolest thing ever. Like at that point when he said that, that to me that sold me because <laughs> and that's those are the those are the cool the cool things that you that 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 even we like the the, the small things that we're into, you know. So um, that was really cool that he said that. Yeah, fantastic truck. Uh, like I said, we we could not get out of this thing. I would love to be able to buy one for sure. But um, yeah, that was definitely a highlight. Now, um, big representation too from the you know American auto manufacturers. Chevy had a had a big uh, tent set up. They brought I think like five of the new C8 vets. And um, what do you think of the C8 vet? So, like now that it's been out for a while, now that they're on the road. Like, what are your thoughts on this, Giorgio? Like, I, I I've know. never been a big VEC guy. Yeah. But I like the idea of this mid-engine sports car from Chevrolet. Um, A lot of VEC guys are going to hate me for this. Um, So, I don't think it's a VET. Really? I don't think it's a VET. I think Chevy made a nice mid-engine sports car. They should have called it the GM or the Chevy GT or the, you know, 
something, something out of this world. Great. That's awesome. But don't, I, I just don't see the heart of a vet in that car. Really? Um, vet has always been a traditional front engine, you know, uh, rear drivetrain um, setup, right? It's always looked like a vet. It's always sounded like a vet. At this point, now you're changing the entire setup. You're going from, uh, you're going to mid-engine. You're going, um, I mean, the, the chassis is different. The shape is, di- I, I don't mind them upgrading the, the model or the shape, but it just doesn't scream yeah. vet to me, right? Uh, the, you miss the, that long front end tradition, like yeah, traditional vet yeah, styling. Yeah, right? that long front end, the shorter rear end and, you know, it's a different, the engine's a different setup completely now. Um, so it's a high revving, uh, eight cylinder. Um, and it doesn't sound like a traditional vet. It just doesn't scream vet to me. I just, for some reason, I just feel like Chevy had the opportunity to go ahead and name a, you know, a Chevy GT or something that to compete up against maybe a higher model Mustang or, uh, or even a Ford GT if they, you know, pumped a little more ponies into it. But, I don't think to me that says vet. I just I, I don't like the fact that they stripped it of its of its heritage of its of its of, a, of its iconic heart, and um, it just doesn't wow. feel like a vet to me. I don't know. I, I, I he's I ha- really guys. He's really bothered about this vet. <laughs> he's really bothered. You could take the badge off, and it could drive by me. I wouldn't. I wouldn't say vet. I I, I don't know. Wow. I, it's a it's a red Chevy. I, I think they're clearly. It's obvious to me they are trying to actually compete with Porsche 911 mm-hmm. or a Ferrari, even a Ferrari 488. Mm-hmm. Lambert, they want the person who's maybe looking at that car or maybe already has those cars. I, I don't know. I think it, it seems like they're trying to step up in terms of who they're competing with because it's it's not as affordable. Yeah, but a guy who owns a Porsche, who owns a 458, who owns a, you know, one of those vehicles, European vehicles, not gonna, not gonna go buy an American, European inspired yeah. sports car. You know what I mean? Cause that's what it is. It's, it's European inspired, right. but it's American built. If you're gonna keep it American, like it's meant to, I don't know if it's, if it's meant to, or sold in Europe. I'm not too sure. Um, but, um, what I do know is it's, is it's European inspired and it's styling and it's, you know, and it's drivetrain and everything like that. But the problem is, is that I don't think there's a European market that are into an American car, you know, that, that poses to be something in that class. That's, no, that's the only but thing. I think the guy that buys a vet or girl, they're, they're a vet person, right? They're waiting for this vet. They're maybe they're not maybe going to ever buy a Ferrari. They want a vet, so you know this is obviously the evolution it's taking. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm with you. I th- I think there was. You're right. There's maybe a world in which you have a like you said a Chevrolet GT similar to the Ford GT. This is their top of the line super hyper car. Go nuts with right. But yeah. now you might be um, losing that core vet crowd. You know, the vet was always considered a still a somewhat affordable sports car mm-hmm. in line, like with the Mustang and the Camaro. You know, this is, I, I mean, I, I don't know the base price off the top of my head, but I, I know it's more than a Camaro or Mustang. You oh, can get into absolutely. a Mustang for a, for a much more reasonable price. Absolutely. Yeah, right? 
And the new Mustang looks nice too. And the Mustang, and the, the good thing about some of these cars is that, and, and this is what we talked about before. Um, the good thing is some of these cars all have always carried their original heritage. The Mustang has always looked like a Mustang. Challenger has always looked like a Challenger. The Camaro has pretty much always looked like a Camaro. But when you gut a Corvette like that and you go and try to, you know, um, sell it to, you, you can't just go up and say, this is the new vet. You know, the people who, who live vet, who live and breathe the Chevy Corvette, the, the, the child who's grown up to one day own this car, it's a different car. It's not it. It's a nice car. Don't get me wrong. It's still a I, I think nice it's great. car. Absolutely. I, it's a nice I personally, car. I, I'm personally a fan of the looks. Um, I think the proportions look nice. Yeah. I, I, you know, the mid-engine, it, it obviously will dictates the design now, right? So in order to do that, that had to obviously change the overall look of the car. Yeah. Um, I mean, look, I'm not, I'm, Giorgio knows this. I'm not big on muscle cars, but I do appreciate them. I think if you gave me the choice, Giorgio, if you said to me, Mike, you can have a Camaro, Mustang, or Vet. I'd probably take the Vet. Yeah, but you'd take the Vet because it's a mid-engine car now, right? Because yeah. you're into the you're you're into European sports cars, uh, the rear engine, um, you know, better balance, better like it, it's it's a bet. I think it's a better car than it used to be. Right. This yeah. is now the new vet is now a touring car. It's now one which is you know meant to go around a track, meant to handle, meant to, and, and I get it. But it's now competing with a lot of European vehicles. I, what I yeah. think that they should have done is they should have pumped it with more power and then put it into a different class, you know, uh, start having it compete with, with some of the some of the higher end cars and it be a pre uh, a pre, a pre hyper car or a pre, you know, if you want to go that route, you can, um, you know, they're, they're almost there yeah. with the whole mid engine. I think idea. its biggest competitor I think its biggest competitor, do you agree, Giorgio? It would be like the Acura NSX. And they actually look very similar. I would think so. Just because of the fact that they're both American made. Price range, um, performance, I think they're on par. Yeah. Don't quote me on that. Yes, but, but do you see how we look at it as it competes with something like an NSX? But do you see how the, you know, the executives of Chevy and whatever meant it to... Yeah. compete up against bigger names like it no longer Porsche, lines Ferrari, up directly Lamborghini. with a Camaro exactly right? right so um but it's still yeah it's still in a completely different class in Ferrari and all that but yeah I mean it's I think it's a great car but so you mentioned you mentioned the Mustang and I want to dive into that a bit because I don't know if I've seen the new Mustang. Are we at now the 2024 or? No, the 2023. 2023. The 2024 images have just been released. Um, but it's, I don't think it's in production yet. But the 2023 um, is now out. Um, I could be wrong. It could be 24 and 23. I'm not too sure. But for what I know, it's the 23. And um, I think the reveal was recently. Um, I think I was scrolling through TikTok when I noticed um, there was a Ford representative talking about uh, the Ford Mustang and, and some of its features. And 
just like the exciting thing that we had with the Hummer and it having, you know, the uh, LED light bar to in, to indicate how much battery you had left, Ford, um, you know, um, has this feature where if you double tap, I think it's double tap the lock or unlock button, it'll actually do a rev cycle for you. So like it allows you to rev it out, you know, in front of your friends with you not actually being in the vehicle. Come on. The, 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 the key fob will actually double tap the key fob or something and it will sit there and rev out for you for you and your friends. It's this funny. This is where it's, we're at. It's this so is funny. where we're at now with cars. Yeah, it's hilarious. I, it's like everybody's trying to sort of like, what's the new trick, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, but you're you're right though. The Mustang has still kept it. Like I'm looking at this thing right now, and it's it it still kept the same. Like obviously there was a big shift in the Mustang a few years ago, right? Mm-hmm. When they sort of went down this new design language, right? From like the early 2000s sort of look. Yeah. Um. It kind of came into its own, still nostalgic, but a much more updated, modern, yeah, absolutely car. Yeah, um, I I still like it. I I do think it's still one of the best looking muscle cars, right? Like, yeah, absolutely today. for sure. I prefer it over the Camaro styling. Right? I think so too. And I'm not, you know, I'm, I'm not even a Ford guy, and I think I, I think the Mustang looks better than the Camaro. To be honest, yeah. I've always grown up with Camaros. I love Camaros. My uncle's got an 85 IROC in the garage. But the problem is, is that it just G- GM lately is not the GM of before. I don't know what it is. It, it, Ford has been doing great things to maintain their heritage and, you know, the way they keep their cars looking like their cars, right? Uh, compare it to what we talked about before, the Challenger. The Challenger has always looked like the Challenger. You know, it's yeah. they're they're both great looking cars. Camaro was just, you know, a few years they just there's something on there that just doesn't look right, and it just makes me upset because I used to be such a fan of the Camaro, and uh, you know, and or and or Chevy. We used to be a, we used to be a huge GM family here um, until I started buying European and. My parents are on their last American car, let's say, and they're probably going to go Amer- uh, European as well. But, you know, we've got a huge GM family, but I just, for some reason, yeah. with Camaro or the Corvette is just dying off for me. I don't know what it is. Yeah. But I just, I appreciate Ford and Dodge for continuing to do what they do because they know it works, right? But do you think that, that they're at risk of starting to seem boring or if they're not going to innovate and change the design or like, I kind of think that Chevy, they took a big risk with the new Corvette. They could, they could have easily not been accepted. I don't right. know how well accepted it's, it's been. We, I don't know have the sales report in front of me, but yeah, exactly. We're just, I'm seeing a lot on the road, which tells me people are buying them. I think there's new owners. Yeah. Um, I think there are new owners that are, you know, that, that are finally into the vet because they were never a fan before and maybe they're into it now. Um, you know, newer execs or something like that, their weekend toy kind of thing. Um, but I don't think it's boring. I think it just continues to get exciting every year because it, I think there's always, as the years go by, I think there's more and more nostalgia that goes into some of these. I call them like a uh, resto. They almost look like right. a resto mod rod, uh, resto mod build kind of thing where yes. they, they yeah, continue to look 
more and more authentic every year, right? Um, you know, then you've got the bullet styling, you've got uh, some of the older taillights kind of, you know, deal with when it comes to the Mustang or even the newer Challenger, which is, you know, you yeah, know, all electric. Now, the, the, now, so Dodge, though, in this situation, they are doing something a bit different because this latest Challenger is an all electric yeah. Challenger. They took the is heart out of it. <laughs> but here's a question for you, and we'll have to check this, but is are they still continuing with a, you know, gas Challenger or are, are we going, are they now saying they're leaving that behind and going direct, like straight electric? Well, I think, I think what's happening is eventually we all have to kind of weed out. And I think, I, I don't know what it's like in the States. I think here they mentioned it somewhere around 2035 or 2040, 2050, something like that. They got to stop selling gas engines. So, Georgia, would I be correct in saying that Dodge is kind of the first one out of the gate with the all-electric muscle car, if you will? I think so. From what we've seen in that last show, if that's going to be a production model, that could be that could be the one of the first EV muscle cars. Um, right. it, it's, um, you know... And and I don't count the, um, you know the Ford Mach E. Oh, the started Mach-E. with that. Oh, we, no, mu- I am going to get you started on that. I think we, I, the, I think mus- we the Mustang Mach E. If we're here talking about this and, and what I kind of call the uh, a, a big three electrification, if you will, you know the Mach E branding this. Uh, I'm I'm going to go on a vet rant like Giorgio here. Branding the Mach-E as the Mustang just makes no sense to me. I mean, clearly this was completely completely a marketing move, which we do see a lot. Mm -hmm. But a marketing move to me that doesn't make a lot of sense. No. Because if the eventual plan is to potentially move your entire line of cars to all electric, you've now taken the Mustang name, put it on an SUV. Now what do you do with the actual Mustang? Or do you have the... Mustang Mach-E truck and the Mustang sports car or muscle car, right? So it was very confusing to me. I think it would have just been easy to call it just the Mach-E. I think you suggested that to me yeah. when, when we were talking before. Yeah. Or just use a, a name that you already have, the Explorer, the Escape, right? Yeah. Um, the Escape E, the Explorer E, right? Maybe they'll make those cars. I don't know. Maybe this Mach-E is just to get every... I, I personally think, this is my thought, this was Ford's way of getting Ford fans excited about electric cars. And they figured the best way we can do that is come out with a bang, use the Mustang name, get the marketing, get everyone paying attention. And then it was after the Mach-E, it's like, okay, now we have the Ford F-150 Lightning now that you understand what we're doing with electric, right? Mm -hmm. But it just, it didn't make sense to me, right? I mean, it's, look, I think it personally, it's a great looking car. It's a car that everybody likes like Mm -hmm. it's you know i think they're gonna sell a lot of them i think they have already sold a lot of them it's an approachable design doesn't matter what your car tastes are i think we can all agree it is it's a nice looking car it's nice looking truck or suv whatever you want to call it Mm -hmm. right but the mustang name is confusing to me yeah yeah it's definitely not something that's worth or worthy of you know the mustang name you want to design a car like I, i like you said i like the design too um, but it didn't require the Mustang name. It didn't require a horse badge on, on, on the front yeah. of the back of the car. You want to use the Mustang lights. That's fine. Um, but I don't think it required 
to say Mustang. You could have just said Ford Mach E, Ford Model E. You know, um, I don't think any, it would have done it any different, other than no. But I think they would have got a lot less people turn turn tuning into that live launch. Yeah, talking about it in the news. You know, talking about it. At, yeah, it's it's hundred percent marketing, which is fine. Yeah. But you know, what do you do now with the when you do uh, decide to go with the electric Mustang, right? And the the electric Mustang will eventually come out. Oh, it's hundred percent coming. I mean, yeah. I think we're. I could see that happening in the next two years. I I, I could. I'm going to predict now mm-hmm. a 2026 electric Mustang for sure, 100 percent. Right? Because it's too late to do it for 2024. Maybe it's not, but I think so too. 2026. I think it's in and around there. Now that they've seen, you know, Dodge is on its way and and doing theirs, I think it's already in production. I think someone's already drawn it up and they're already working on it, right? They're they're trying to figure out what setup they want to go with, what design they want to go with. It's already it's already being mocked up. Um so um when it comes to the Mustang, I think yeah, absolutely. Camaro, Chevy, I think they are going to take advantage of the petrol market for as long as they can. Just because I think, you know, there's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of GM people, you know, in in North America. And I think um, that they're going to milk it as long as possible. The other issue is the battery technology is still not 100%. I think there's still a lot of improvement. I think... Mm -hmm. Some of these companies outside of Tesla are waiting to a certain point to when they're comfortable with doing it. Because like with a, keeping a Mustang design performance, it's a lot of weight that you're adding to a car like that, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's a big thing to, to take into consideration. I mean, you can do it. Tesla built a, you know, the Tesla Roadster, uh, a super fast car, mm-hmm. Um Right. So it, it can be done, but at, at, but look how expensive a Tesla Roadster is, right? If you want to keep a Mustang with the same performance pedigree, mm-hmm. same design, but now adding all this weight, you, you need something that has less weight, still a lot of range yeah. that people can accept. So it's, it's, we're, we're on the cusp right now, I feel like, right? Yeah. 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 We're, we're definitely there. We're, we're getting there anyway. For sure. So I think we've we've covered a lot car wise this week, Giorgio. I think it's mm-hmm. going to be exciting. I'm I'm excited to watch with you. You know the the next era of the what I call the big three mm-hmm. electric vehicles. Yeah, uh, it is exciting. I'm gonna miss <laughs> gonna miss the V8s for, for sure. sure. Absolutely. But um, yeah, let's switch bases here a little bit and let's talk about some tech stuff. Like I mean. In the last couple of weeks, Giorgio, we had an Apple launch. Mm-hmm. We had an we well, we had not just a, an iPhone launch, which is every year we have the iPhone launch. Yep. Uh, we had a new Apple Watch. Yep. We had. I don't think we had any new Macs. Not yet. We had no. We had some new Macs. The um, the Mac Studio was released mm-hmm. a few months ago. I actually bought one. And I'll tell you more about it. Mm-hmm. But, but that iPhone, though. Let's talk about the iPhone. Like, so for those that don't know, George and I, we are, you know, we love everything technology, but I would say we're we're definitely in the Apple camp, mm-hmm. you know, for sure. iPhone um, diehard. We've, 
we've been buying iPhones for what so like I mean I think the first iPhone that you and I we went to the mall yep literally stood in line overnight because yep. that's how you had to get one mm-hmm. uh to get the iPhone 3GS or was it just the 3G just the 3G at that point? yeah it was the yeah. 3G it was the first one that came here yeah and it was that was a big change from the 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 original iPhone like I never had the first iPhone it was kind of a unicorn at the time only released in the states yeah so it was like there was a couple of guys we knew that had one that had, you know, got it somewhere, imported or bought it from somewhere. But Almost looked fake. Yeah, it did. It looked like a toy. I mean, yeah. you know, this was like we were around for like kind of the beginning of the iPhone, which you know, changed the smartphone market as a whole. Oh, I, I, don't think anyone can, I don't think anyone can disagree with that. Absolutely. Right? 100%. Right. So we have a new iPhone 14. Mm-hmm. We have an iPhone 14 Pro. Yep. So let's... Let's let's tear down the iPhone 14 first a little bit. Yeah. Now, normally Giorgio and I usually go towards the Pro models. When it comes to what we actually buy, mm-hmm. we've always been in the Pro camp because mm-hmm. we like having the extra sort of technology and the extra features that come with that. Yeah. But the iPhone 14, I mean, this is a big change because you now have the the new design language in terms of this more square edge sort of more I don't know what you want to call it, flat surface versus the rounded. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. um, it's got the well. It's still the same traditional frame that um we've always liked, especially when that frame came out back when I believe it was the, the five, f- four or five. five. No, iPhone five. iPhone five, and then yeah. when they switched to no man, it was the four. The four was a square. The the four was a square frame, and then the five was bigger at a square frame, and then at six they rounded them off. He is right. I just googled it. Yeah, he is right. He at is six right. The they rounded four. them off, and ever since the six, seven, eight, ten, eleven, um, were all rounded, and then when the twelve came out, um, it was exciting because the square frame came back. Yeah. Um, and it was, I jumped you know, on the 12. I think we jumped on the, 12 yeah, it was, it was the best, it was the best feeling phone. It was the best looking phone. Um, and that's what we liked. We, we, we love that frame, right? Um, yeah. it was the best feel. Um, and then when they, uh, when they did the, um, the glass back, um, with the, when they started with the 10, when they started doing the glass back, it just felt more of a premium device, yeah. right? And that's the thing. Um, you know, there are devices that are plastic yet feel metal because of their texture or, you know, and, and then they felt light. The problem, the difference between what we like when it came to devices was something that felt heavier, something with real uh, materials, you know, stainless steel, glass, um, sapphire crystal, things yeah. like that that felt more premium, right? Um, and everything just works. Everything's smooth. Everything yeah. is, you know, integrated. Oh, it's a with, great looking phone. I, I really like the direction that Apple is going with the phone. I, and, I and, hope that we. And I, you know what? And to be honest, I hope they don't change the frame. No, I don't. I, you know what? I look. I liked. I remember getting my iPhone six. Yeah. And it was because I think it was exciting because it was different. It right? was different, but it was also disappointing at the same time. Yes. When you when you held it and you felt it, you're like, this oh, is yeah. going to slip out of my hand. 
Everybody had a problem with that. Everyone had a problem with it. It did. Right? Well, I put a, I put a case on it right away. Yeah. And then structurally, right. structurally, uh, even at the same time, the, the six Let's is when- Let's talk on Ben Gate. Remember Ben Gate? <laughs> <laughs> structurally, even with beginning with the six, everyone was like, oh, look, it bends. Okay. First of all, you, you can bend any phone. You give me anything, I'll bend it. Right? I'm not going to give you my new iPhone 14 Pro. <laughs> So to try, um, but at the same time, it just didn't feel as good, yes. right? So yeah. when they went back to that square frame, it just felt familiar. It felt the way it was supposed to, right? Yeah. Um. So that's something I hope that they don't go and and change yeah. frequently, because once you go to a, a round frame, then back to a square frame, what are you gonna do? Are you gonna angle one edge of it like one of the Samsungs and so that you could see the display on one side? It's not really. I don't think Apple will ever do it's, that. It's I don't a gimmick. Think it's their style. Yeah. It's, it's a, well. It's a. What are you well, going to do just to be able to see your display from the side of your case or something? Apple doesn't no. traditionally entertain things like that. They are, you know, they are constantly. All their phones are iterations of each other, but yeah. they're constantly trying to improve them, right? So, let's just let me dig into a couple of things here. Like, okay, iPhone 14. So we've got the 6.1 inch size, which is the the base size, which is now similar to what the previous uh I think XR. The 14 yeah the XR um size and then you have your 14 plus which is 6.7 inch so I don't I don't think that's really changed screen size wise um, I think it's display not it's not yeah. the phone size really there's obviously a camera upgrade upgrade as there is every year so I mean the yeah. camera just keeps getting better and better and and the 14 now is coming up to play I think it's getting close to what the 13 pro camera was at yeah right mm-hmm. and you got a lot of colors Les. like i don't know if, i don't know i don't know who's buying all these colored iphone well i i know there's people out there buying them yeah sure. I mean, i'm sure there's a lot of people buying but if you're buying a color outside of black silver or gold i don't know right you know what kills me is <laughs> i i watch the people who buy these so we've got now a like a light blue i don't know what it's called a light purple a red and then they buy that and then they immediately put it in a black case exactly so if you buy a black <laughs> case what are we doing at this point why don't you yeah. just get the black version i don't i don't get it right for me it's easy for for george and i it's easy it's yeah it's, is, is there a black one or a gunmetal i will take that space gray or black that's it yeah that's all yeah. i've never had a you know what i'm wrong my iphone 6 was silver um because was that their space gray at the time they didn't have a yeah. black in the six so no, the six was always uh, the six came silver. in a silver and or a gold. But I think they did call it space gray, but it was lighter than the space gray of today because the space gray to me has just seemed to have get gets darker and darker. Yeah, darker. exactly. And, but and they now, now have space black, which is yeah. which is nice. Um, it's definitely so the fourteen. Like, look, the fourteen. You know, you've got a lot of quality of life upgrades, technology upgrades. But let let's talk about the fourteen Pro because look. Yeah, that's what we're here for. That's what we're here for, right? So, it's, I did it's go it's go uh, go in or go home. You know, go yeah. all in or go home. That's how we're gonna do. So, it. a couple of big features. One thing I want to point out, both on the 14, 14 Pro before we dig into fourteen Pro, is this. What do you think of the they they call it the? I kept when I was watching the keynote, I thought they were saying eyelid. But they were actually saying island. So oh, the di- about, <laughs> the dynamic island, yeah, we, yeah. Where we, we well, it was called. Everyone called it the notch, right? When the yeah. thirteen or the twelve came out. Oh, look at that notch! It's so big, right? Yeah. 
so what they've done is they've shrunken it slightly, but it's now floating. So it doesn't come down from the top of the phone. It's just a floating, obviously covering the speaker and camera array. Mm -hmm. But what they've done, and I think this is really smart on Apple's part. For sure. Is it the island now integrates into the UI of the phone. Mm -hmm. So let's say you're on a call. You'll see like the call time and sort of waveforms and it will basically go around the island. So it's almost like the island's not there. It almost You almost are tricked into thinking it's part of the UI mm-hmm. until the phone is just on the home screen. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And I don't know if they said anything about it showing notifications. It I, it does. Okay. Yeah, so it does. it does show notifications, um, but it also, you know, it'll indicate when you've connected your AirPods. It'll indicate whenever you're, you know, you've got a text message or you've got, yeah. uh, you know, your AirPods are too loud or you got low battery or. They've integrated you know, into almost every app, even the maps. So I was, I yeah. noticed the other day. Or even Face ID. It's got different shapes, right? So they've embraced the notch. It's different. They're using it as opposed to, you know, trying to hide it or, you know, trying to yeah. steer but away you know from it. You know what they've done by that? You know what they've done by that is they've now taken a screen that's the same size, but actually given you more real estate because they're moving those notifications and those things further up the screen. Mm-hmm. So instead of the notch being a waste of space, you're now using that space, which frees up more space for the rest of the screen. For sure. Yeah. So I think it's super, I mean, look, I know, no offense to any Android fans. I think they're great phones. I don't think you guys, Android guys, you can't knock on this. This is a great idea. Oh, absolutely. I think right? it's a great idea. 100%. Yeah. So, and this 14 Pro, 48 megapixel camera. Yeah, like, that's I'm really excited huge... about this camera. So I've been, so, so guys, I've been testing, like I haven't, I, I, I jumped on it. I bought the 14 Pro. Nice. And I've been playing around with it and I've been using this for filming videos. I have a YouTube Wait, channel. did you already get it? I did. Oh, wow. Okay. I got it on launch. We didn't talk about this prior. I don't think we did. So I... <laughs> Well, so the difference now before we used to line up, you know, you said line up at the mall to, to even have a hope at getting one. Mm-hmm. They didn't, Apple didn't really have a proper online reservation system. You could pre-order online, but I don't know. It wasn't the same. It wasn't the same. It wasn't as polished as the process that they have now. Mm-hmm. They really don't encourage people to actually come line up. They actually don't want you to line up anymore. Yeah. The only people that are lining up on launch day are those that have woke up at eight in the morning and reserved it online mm-hmm. or you've paid and pre-ordered it and it, you just walk in and pick up your phone. Yeah. Right. So, I mean, I traditionally do this every year where I set my alarm, sit in front of my computer. I have three devices going, I have my iPad, my <laughs> computer, my my phone, mm-hmm. all with the app store or the Apple store app and Apple's website open as 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 a backup. Yeah, and I'm and I'm just hitting refresh. I was just Command R, Command R. Yeah, until one of them catches. <laughs> yeah, and so I, my computer came up first. I had it already saved, which is the trick. If if you're anyone listening who this is a pro tip, save the model you want the day before, so that you don't need to go through and select your storage size, select your color. 
it's already done. So, I so wait, you're saying check out? You're saying in the in, in the day before, yeah. Go to the go to the Apple page, select the phone, select the color, yeah. And then what on the day of or the morning of, just go ahead and hit refresh, and it will just you refresh. Click save. The, so when okay. you do that the day before, you're saving that model. It, it goes in your your saved or your wish list, if you want to call it. Yeah. So then all you have to do on launch day is be ready to log, like have your account logged in. Yeah. And then go to your saved items and click it. And then all you have to do is like scroll down the bottom and hit checkout. Mm-hmm. So you've saved that crucial, whatever it is, 10 seconds. Yeah. Doing that. Also make sure your credit card information is updated. <laughs> I learned this the hard way one launch where I had not updated the expiry date for my credit card and I didn't have my wallet oh, no. on my desk. And then my wallet's in the car. <laughs> This all to say I did not get a iPhone on launch day that year. Oh, no. Yeah. Yeah. So you got to be, you got to, you know, you got to be ready. You got to stay on top of it for sure. These are pro tips. Okay. This is, and I, so I scored one, you know, nice pick up at the mall. Yep. Launch day. As soon as the store opens, Mm -hmm. roll in, get my 14 pro witness a guy who's not familiar with this process. Mm -hmm. Almost berating the, uh, Apple store employee <laughs> who he didn't understand why he can't just get a phone right now. Go in. This is not how we do things. You don't just go yeah. in and buy a phone. Okay. He said, we don't even, we, ha- he goes, you have phones here, right? Yeah, we have phones here, but every single phone that's here is reserved or sold. Absolutely. Right. Like, or, you know, you can come back and you know, wait a couple of weeks. He just didn't understand the concept no, of how we do did not things. understand the concept. Yeah. I felt bad for him, but it's probably an Android user. Who decided to come to the to the dark side? <laughs> Maybe and not. then and there go all our Android listeners. <laughs> Thank you, Giorgio. No problem. You know, he came to the store and said, "What do you mean I can't buy a phone? It's not how we do things here." Okay, you have to order it online, reserve yeah. it, then you can come get it. We don't just take I it think off the Apple shelf. Apple does a good job of communicating it. I mean, it's you go on the website and I, maybe they could do a better job of it. In yeah, terms of I think so too. That. Right. I think there's still, if you're excited, maybe this is like you haven't bought an iPhone since you're still rocking an iPhone four or five or or six, maybe. Mm -hmm. And you're like, okay, this is the one I'm going in. I'm getting the 14. Yeah. And you have no idea that you need to pre order online. Yeah. But the problem is, is it's inventory, right? They only ship a number of, so, and that's all allocated. And that's what gets me, right? They, so they, they've got a certain amount of stock, right? So they're ready to launch and they've got, let's say an eighth of what they want to ship out in the first quarter. Right. And then what they do is they, and they ship out a few units per store. And then every week it's a few more units per store. But that's the thing that kills me. You know, let's, what is it? What does it take to go ahead and, you know, like really go ahead and, and, and put out, half of the stock, you know, really supply the stores so you can get these devices out faster. What's with the 10 devices per store or like 20 devices per store? You've got, I, I think it's, you know, I you've think got they do allocate a lot more these years though, Giorgio. I think they do yeah, I guess have so. a lot more, Like, but they, I think what they don't want anymore is they, they really don't want the lineup around the mall. Yeah. I don't think the malls want that. Yeah, you're right. And I, so I think what their way around it is, is they've got lots of devices but they you just, just want, need to make sure. Yeah, you just make sure you reserve you know, it. Like yeah, if you so, want one on launch day, you have to make sure you reserve it so that you can go in and pick it up. 
But yeah. a lot of people who want the newer phone always have to either sell their old phone, trade it in, or do something, right? So, and that's the, now you've got a different type of consumer that needs the credit from the old phone in order to purchase the new phone. So For sure. that's what causes the congestion because now they need to, you know, they need to go there in yeah. person in order to 100%. see how much they got left. Uh, to take out of their life savings to be able to afford the new one. <laughs> Maybe. Right? Yeah. I hope people aren't doing that. I, hope I know. Like not sacrificing food to buy the iPhone. It's maybe of course, not a good plan. No, it's, it's definitely not a good but, plan. But yeah. I mean, but anyways, I mean, I've gotten into the habit now of sort of either trading in or, or I'm pretty confident I'll be able to sell my old phone after. Yeah. Right. In this case, I had already sort of had it pre sold to a family member. So it was a good scenario. Yeah. But um, let's, let's, this can so I want to go back to this camera. So I've been, I started a YouTube channel recently. Giorgio mm. knows this. Yep. So I'm in, I'm into sim racing and I've started doing videos and reviews and all about sim racing. It's called the sim racing den. I'm going to do a little plug there. Mm-hmm. But I, so I thought, okay, I just started this channel. My 13 Pro already makes like great videos, but you know, this camera is supposed to be even more groundbreaking, more rev- revolutionary. It's amazing. Like this 48 megapixel camera. I mean, I'm shooting in 4K, typically 30 frames, mm-hmm. but, you know, 4K at 60 frames. Like I am now seeing, not seeing, like if you're just doing basic video, maybe you're even a pro or a YouTuber or a creator, less and less the need to actually buy a real camera. Yeah. Like the cameras in these phones, this camera in this 14 Pro is is mind-blowing yeah yeah right what you can do and this is in your pocket all the time i know right that that gets me all the time like i keep wanting to go buy like a new dslr or a dedicated camera to go and and, you know film content or take pictures but then it's like you figure if you took like an image from a dslr something that's either i don't know 20 plus megapixels or more, right? With a full frame sensor. And you put it up against a picture with, you know, an iPhone 12, 13 Pro. Um, you won't be able to tell, you won't be able to tell the difference. Yeah. You really and cannot big- tell the difference. And this, and the size compare, and the size comparison with the sensor is ridiculous. Like it, it's, it's, it's David and Goliath compared to, in comparison to each other. Yeah. And I see the big change has been in the last couple of generations of the iPhone is the, is the, is dark, like dark, dark photos, night photos. Yeah. The sensor, like you said, can pick up much more light. Like, I mean, I remember even on like what was a great iPhone, like the 12, let's say, for example, great camera, you go to start taking photos like in the evening or in a dark room and it doesn't look good. No. Right. I mean, you start to get, you know, some noise and, and it, it gets grainy. Um, you know, if you've got very little light source, you're not going to get a very good photo um, yeah. with these, with these sensors. But with this one here, I mean, when I saw, when I saw the 48 megapixel lens on the iPhone 14, it's, it's drastically bigger. And you can tell that the sensor is like way bigger than the previous model, which yeah. is, which is outstanding. And if you are a pro photographer or you're doing any kind of video creation and you want the best quality, like it has pro raw now, right? Mm-hmm. Pro res. So pro res video though. Here's the thing with the, here's my thing. My experience with the pro res Giorgio is like, 
okay, cool. I have pro res. This is amazing. Like I, I want pro res to then take that into final cut and edit. But do you know how much storage just like a couple minutes of pro res video is? Wow. Is it that big? It's, it's, it's like, uh, I wish I had it in front of me, but it's like I could maybe shoot 10, 15 minutes and my 256 56 gigabyte phone is going to start filling up if I am shooting a few videos in succession. Wow. Right. That's crazy. Like it's, it's, I don't think it's at a point where unless you're buying like the two terabyte model, if there even is a two terabyte model, but, um, you know, that's, yeah, there's only goes up to one terabyte. So there yeah. you go. One right? terabyte. So yeah. like, which now you're talking about a, a extremely expensive phone. Yeah. Right. So you really got to be like shooting like in the field, shooting videos on your phone all the time. Yeah. Right? So, but I've been happy with, I've just been shooting. I like shooting 4k 30 frames. Yeah. I think it's a nice look for videos and that yeah. doesn't eat up too much storage. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, no, even the 12, uh, 12 is relatively the same with the four. I, I believe it still does for a uh, 4k 30. Um, um, but at the same time, like it's just, um, you know, the 14 does it way, way better. Um, and I'm excited to see that when I get mine. But, uh, when I film a few reels for Instagram, whatever, I, I mean, on my phone, they look incredible, but I can, om- I can almost, uh, imagine what they look like on a 14 or how, how they, well they come out, especially with that, uh, that new, um, image stabilization that they've got on it. Yeah. Um, it's like magic. It's yeah. Like magic. I, I, I yeah. I've got a, like, I bought a gimbal for my 12. Yeah. Actually, I bought one too. Cause I think you told me about it. Yeah. So when I use the gimbal, she actually like the footage actually comes out really really nice. Without the gimbal though, I feel like I don't know if it's just a mind over matter thing. I feel like I start getting nervous as soon as I hit the record yeah. button, and my hands start shaking immediately. So when you're trying to record something, I mean it does have some sort of image stabilization on the 12 because I think they started it on the 12. Um, well, because they were only offering it on the. Uh, max plus models. The pl- yeah, the, the max plus or, models or the ma- was, max models. I think it was before. still called the max at that point. Yeah. Probably, right. But then when they released the 12 Pro, um, that's when they had the image stabilization on both the uh, uh, regular Pro model um, as as well as the max model or the or the yeah. or the bigger model. Anyways, uh, I found myself actually like taking the phone off the gimbal once in a while. Like sometimes I'm just like. I'm editing something and I'm like, oh, I need a quick shot of this. Yeah. And my gim- my gimbal somewhere else. And I'm like, nah, you know what? This is going to be like a, a 20 second shot of this product. Have you tried it yet? The uh, the gimbal? No, without the, the gimbal. Phone? The 14 without yeah, the gimbal. Yeah. So what I'm saying is like, so a couple of times I'll be sitting at my desk and I'll be editing editing a video or something. Right? And I'll go, oh, I need a shot of this. Just a different kind of shot of this product. Yeah. I don't, don't want to go grab the gimbal. I just pulled the phone out on its own and started filming and- it the stabilization on itself is really good. Like it's, it's good. so you're seeing less and less the need for a gimbal. Yeah. Like I know a lot of guys who do strictly YouTube on their iPhone. They say the biggest investment is to get a decent gimbal. It will yeah. really improve your videos. I could almost see this being a case for where you might not need one. Yeah. Like it's that stable. I mean, if you're shooting fast action or you're 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 doing some sort of sports or you're into that kind of stuff, extreme sports, filming something like that. Yeah, then then you're going to be pushing the limits. But if you're just doing basic videos, um, yeah, you know, it's you can really get away with it. You really want to you really want to limit the time that it takes you to take your phone out of your pocket, 
set it up on a gimbal. You know, if you see something that you want to film, um, the last thing you want to do is spend, you know, three, four minutes trying to get your phone set up on this gimbal, balanced and ready to start shooting. Um, you know, um, sometimes action or important things don't wait for you to start pulling your phone out and getting it set up. So, um, you know, just being able to pull it up and start shooting and being able to put out good content, um, that, you know, doesn't require a gimbal is a huge game changer. So, um, like I think you could get away if you're just doing content creation or maybe even some professional type footage, maybe corporate footage, things like that, where you, you need quality looking videos. Like, yeah you could do it like do it completely with this phone like i mean for sure i started started this youtube challenge just with this phone yeah and i don't see any need to upgrade to a camera right now exactly like i'll have to test out the low lighting because i haven't really done too much low light shooting yeah and i think you still need to have some lighting if you're gonna but everyday person just mm-hmm. out and about filming on their vacation. They're walking down the street after dinner. They want to film something. For sure. It's going to look good. I think yeah. it's going to look good. Yeah. And that's so, yeah, I mean, that the camera was definitely a big bump. You know, you have, obviously, when we get new iPhones, we get new iOS, right? Yep. And I think the biggest standout feature, or what I think the most people are talking about, is the new lock screen. Oh, the one megahertz uh, always on display. Yeah, well, not just the always on, but just the now the the level of customization you can now oh yeah play around with the lock screen like like before you could pretty much only change the wallpaper mm-hmm. right yeah now you can change like the the font of the time um you can add now you have widgets on the lock screen so and you can customize them so if you want the weather you want your calendar you want your apple watch battery level yeah. like you can now customize these things and, and they've opened up the api to app developers mm-hmm. to create their own lock screen lock screen widgets yeah. right so now that the options are going to just stand increase with that right yeah i'm personally i'm big fan of the new lock screen i'm actually liking having that at the glance information because the two biggest things i do is in the morning is check the weather, check my calendar, mm-hmm. right? And I don't even have to unlock my phone to do that now. Mm-hmm. Like I just tap the screen, I have the weather, I have my calendar, cool. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. that's it's a nice feature. I mean, but it gives, it, that's the thing. There's some people who like it and there's some people who don't. Like me personally, I mean, it's not something that really, it doesn't get me crazy excited. I just like my standard lock screen, to be honest. Because yeah. if anything, if I'm if I'm pulling out my phone, I'm unlocking my phone. I'm not just going to pull out yeah, my but phone. Aren't you, like, what if you're, you're ever sitting at your desk and you just have your phone there and you just want to tap it and see without unlocking it? Maybe. I mean, I do, right? But then again... If I'm going to commit to going into my phone, I'm going to go into my phone. <laughs> if I tap True. on my screen look, and I see and I see the light come on and it brings life, it makes me happy. I want to go in. It's not I a groundbreaking it. it's not I know. a groundbreaking feature. But it, look, it, it, Android yeah. guys are going, uh, you know we had this for yes. like a long time, right? That, that's great. It's like, yes, it's fantastic. We know, we know. We're just happy we have it now, okay? Let us but have it's our not moment. A, it's not Let a, us have our moment. Yeah, it's not a huge <laughs> deal. Like it's not no, wow, big deal. I, do, I can I, I can change the font of my clock. It's it 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 doesn't do it for me. It's not I like changing the font of my clock, George. <laughs> it's cool for a week and then after that it's yes. like okay, you know it's one of those things that you have 
the first time you download iOS 16, if you have already, I guarantee you've probably played around with this a couple. And of I times. haven't you done know. it yet. I haven't. I, I haven't actually have. I created. I created three different lock screen designs for Joe. <laughs> I have three. I have one that's more business. Yeah. One that's more fun for the weekend. <laughs> yeah. With different information, right? Because yeah. during the week, there's different information that I want to see versus on the weekend. I don't need to look at my calendar on the weekend necessarily. Know, right? That's a different commitment now, right? Yeah. Like, it's, it's look. You're it's, right. It's, it's a it's, novelty. It will. It yeah. people will do this once or twice. I I don't see people every week making a new lock screen. Yeah. Maybe you. Maybe maybe someone is. But I mean, not the customization is cool because it's there for those who like it, and that's great. Right, we're missing that factor, but it wasn't, it wasn't the make or break factor that no. you know. But what I'm, what I am that liking, drove people to either going to Android or drove people to staying to Apple. Right, it didn't, it wasn't a make or break deal whether or not you could change the fonts. My sister, no. for example, she has an Android, and she like you open up her phone, she's got this like scribbled text, and it looks so unprofessional. Right, it looks like this. It's like some gothic italic text and it's on every heading, it's on the menu, it's just it doesn't look right. It doesn't look it just looks like it's jailbroken, taped together with but some sort of But she likes it. But she yeah, likes it, right? Yeah, I get it, but it's <laughs> But just, this I can't is this is what I'm saying when I'm looking at it. I am happy and I am appreciative of seeing Apple sort of opening up iOS a little bit more mm-hmm. and it not being such a locked this is your font. This is what your home screen is going to look like. Like everyone before everyone's home screen looked the same. It was the only difference was what apps you had on it. Yeah. Yeah. Right. At least now they're giving us some personalization. I'm actually, I want to see more of this. Like I want to see more ability to change the layout even of the home screen. Right. Like maybe you don't want your dock on the bottom. Maybe you want your, your dock on the top or on the side. Right. I Why guess. not give us that option? Right? Yeah, I see what you mean. Well, I mean, the Mac does that, right? Well, yeah, exactly. So there's no reason why they couldn't do that in the iOS, right? Yeah, yeah. There's some constraints, but it's definitely possible. But on the lock screen, though, I have to say with the 14 Pro, so the always-on display, mm-hmm. this is where the lock screen customization becomes even more useful. So, for example, my phone's sitting on my desk, okay? Mm-hmm. I don't even have to tap it. I can already see it's it's slightly uh dims the screen yeah but you can still clearly see uh your the time your your battery level your whatever widgets you have on there the weather yeah like so i i just glance over at my phone i don't even have to tap it yeah so that's really cool mm-hmm. right and it, it hasn't had a i thought okay this is gonna really kill the battery mm-hmm. but the battery life is still fantastic and you have yeah you know, up to 29 hours or something mm-hmm battery life now i don't know if i like i don't know if i like that that feature the always on i mean i'm sure it looks cool but i don't know if i'd I'd like my phone to be sitting there with the home screen with all my notifications showing there like okay so it won't show your notifications oh it doesn't it still does the same thing like i think they did this it'll show you a preview and then go away the previous ios you could set that you don't want a preview so if they're sitting beside someone at work you don't want them to see yeah. Some message from your girlfriend or wife, right? Mm-hmm. right? It would just say like message from whoever. Mm-hmm. But, you know, you still, that it doesn't show, you can still customize which notifications you want to show on the always on. Yeah. So like, it's not a big deal mm-hmm. there, but yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, I, it kind of looks, I, I noticed like it looked funny in a meeting the other day, like that my phone looked like it was on. Oh, yeah. Right? And they're like, hey, your phone's on. It's like, no, no, it's just, that's what it looks like. <laughs> that's the <laughs> always on display. I hope, you know, yeah. get, get it right. Uh, look, it, you, you know what you do? You go in the settings, you turn it off. And yeah, exactly. It's done. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I like it. I like, I'm keeping it like that for now. Mm-hmm. If I see a big drain in battery from it, Apple says they've figured out a way in which it's not going to cause any additional drain, which I, 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 I'm tend to believe them. Yeah. I mean, well, I mean to keep the screen open at one Hertz like that and really dim, especially, I mean, I don't think the display is really going to take up much, you know? Um, it's not the display that takes your power, right? It doesn't take That's not the main you know, entity that, that drains your battery. You're talking about other processes in the background, location services, um, what apps you have running at the same time, but you're using minimum, you know, minimum yeah, amount of power it's, it's just to keep, just to keep, you know, the screen open. There's no, there's no animation, uh, at least for as far as I know, anyway, there's no, no what it animation. does is it there's actually, no um, it's very plain. It's not going to use much. I don't think that's where the drains going to no, come from. It turns off all effects, right? It turns yeah. off a lot of that. It's really just gives you necessary information without all the, the bells yeah, and whistles. Exactly. Right? So it, I don't know. So far it works pretty good. That's so good. Far it works pretty good. That's good. Yeah. So I mean, like, like, yeah, we have another iPhone. I mean, like, I don't know. Do you agree? Like I, I tend, I used to get so excited on iphone launches because there was for a while it was like the new iphone was like it would be a big jump and exactly. then i think it was like after a certain point i think that the 10 was a big deal because the 10 was sort of like that was a big redesign well, the, the 10, and it was a big new ios yeah the ios was a big deal yeah because it was a complete change to how the ios looked that was the huge deal because we lost the home button right we once, lost the home button once we got which, rid of the home button it was a whole different feel so up until see the huge thing was when we first got our three it was the big the the technology jump within the first few years so you've got the three then you had the four the four was a redesign um um sorry the three the 3g then the four and then the 4S, um, and you know we had uh, dis- display upgrades, system upgrades, camera upgrades. Um, you know the the phone was redesigned. At five, five was like a little bit longer. They had uh, the you know different colors. It was aluminum. Um, uh, so there there were different. There was there was a difference between each one. There was a drastic change. But as we go now, anything after I think it was anything after like eight ish i don't think people really notice the technology hurt yeah. not the hurt but the the, the 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 technology milestones or like the of, of where yeah, we're if you're going more of a normal consumer you're not going to notice just, the technological no, advances right like we get in the into the weeds like yeah i pay attention to these things because we're nerds at heart yeah right so it matters but it's it's actually even for me it's starting to matter less and less because the the jumps now are are not as huge right like yeah. yes okay the camera as the cameras get better it's great mm-hmm. but there's less and less a reason to upgrade every year i feel like these days i know right and, it, and i'm I, and i realize i'm i'm the exception not a lot of people do upgrade their phone every year yeah there's less and less reason to more and more now even for tech guys tech yeah. people 
right? Well, so, even me, I used to every year up until I think it was the 10, I had every phone. Uh, well, all the all the new models. So I didn't- Yeah, I didn't, the S. We always skipped the S. I, yeah, I never did the S cycle. I always did the three, four, <laughs> five, six, seven. Um, I didn't do the eight because the seven and then I went to the 10. And then I'm kind of f- glad they stopped doing the S model. You notice that they stopped doing that? Yeah. Yeah. Thank God. Because it's like, it's confusing, right? Because you, you had so many models before. Yeah. And yeah. and the, the, the changes to the S are, are like not enough, even for a, a really tech person who cares about these things. It was not enough of a jump for most people. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Unless you were, like you said, on that cycle where you did have an older phone and, and, when the S comes out, you're like, okay, I actually do need a new phone now. What's the latest one? Oh, it's the S? I'll yeah. get that. But right? all that was, was when they announced the new chip. Every time they announced the new chip, that's when they release it in the S. And that's when the hardware was always faster. It was either the hardware or the camera was a little bit faster. That's that's all it was, really. It wasn't anything huge. It was, it yeah. was still the same model. They'd maybe offer it in a different color um, with, with you know a faster processor, uh, maybe a different storage size but then again whoever's spending a certain amount is not going to go and buy like the highest model anyway so it almost made no sense to do but i'm glad that they stopped doing that um uh and they went back to just doing yeah you know um so you're gonna get one eventually right i'll get one eventually but to be honest like even coming back to this conversation that we're having the technological jump isn't that huge like i've got a 12 pro right now um, super powerful phone. Still a super powerful phone. Um, so I, I'm not as... I, I I got to the point where I started skipping a model, right? So I went from the 10 and I went to the 12. From the 12, then we got the 13. I didn't get the 13. I may get the 14, but there's not really a huge rush to run out to get the 14, one of two things, I still have money to pay on my phone. <laughs> uh, I still have a balance. And two, I mean, other than the camera, which I'm still super psyched about, I'd, I'd, I'd love to switch to a you know the 42 megapixel camera because definitely I, I want that. You know, it's not for the newer phone or the newer, it, like the phone is almost identical, I'd hate to say identical because <laughs> by watching it's the- It's not going to feel any more snappier. I know. Like it doesn't But at the same, you know what's funny is that when you watch the keynote, it's like, this phone is the best phone we've ever made. They say that every year, Giorgio. This phone is the best iPhone we have ever created. It's the latest. And it is. And it always will be, right? (laughs) Obviously because of new chip, new processor, new speed, new whatever. But do you think one year they'll come out and just say- you know, this isn't the best iPhone we made, but we did make we made a new one. It's not the best one. This like, is of course the they're best gonna say one. It. Yeah. Like, what do you mean it's not? The, we actually made a lesser one. Yeah, we we didn't go all out on this one. Yeah. Yeah. But to be honest, you know what? I wouldn't you know, I, there was a point where they were going thinner and thinner and thinner and thinner at, at one point. You can't remember? Do that. You can't do that. And, and, it, and it wasn't, it wasn't, what was the thinnest phone? It was like the seven. You remember how every year they just wanted to get thinner and thinner? This is the thinnest iPhone. Yeah. And then they stopped talking about how thin it was. You know why? Because people cared more about battery life. Absolutely. It was the battery was, life thing. Yeah. Right. And people don't, they, on, I found the, the thinner phones actually hard to hold. Yeah. Right. Like yeah. You, it gets to a certain point where like what I'm going to be holding a credit card, like that's yeah not comfortable. Yeah. 
right? And I'd rather have the battery light. And I think that a lot of people were big time about that. The I six don't care. Was notorious for bad battery light. Give me a one and a half times bigger phone. Yeah. Like I, I don't this care. Is a, Give me a, a thicker phone medium. for the double battery. I don't. You yeah. know. I think they found a balance now. I think they have found a balance. Now. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Like I wouldn't want anything thicker than this phone. Yeah. And I don't care to need something thinner. I, I think we've all gotten used to this is the size of smartphones. But right? where do you think we're going to go from here though? I really don't know. I like mean, we've, look, we've like, reached the okay. tipping point of what we can do. Okay. You so see what other manufacturers are doing with the folding phones. Right? Yeah. And I thought that that would be a gimmick and a novelty, but it continues to keep popping up. I don't know, man. I'm but not, I'm not sold on it. I don't. Neither am I. I don't, I don't, need, I don't it. need it. It's not, okay, whatever. It's cool. But things that move and things that whatever, just eventually, you know, eventually wear, right? And I don't think that's something that Apple should get involved in because, you know, you get somebody who plays with it and within a week, you've already broken it. You know, yeah. that's not something, I don't think that's something they want to get involved in. I think if Apple did decide to do it, I think they would do a very good job of it. Yeah. I just hope, I they, I hope they don't see them doing it anytime soon. I don't, I don't think Apple always, you know, this Apple always waits. Yeah. They sit, you know, they sit at the top row watching everyone else doing things. Yeah. And then they come out and they figure out how to do it the Apple way. I don't think we need it, to be honest. I really don't think. But I'm, I don't I know. To, I don't know who is, uses it. I don't. I really don't know. This poses a good question, though. I don't know personally who uses it. Other, there I, are I don't. I don't know what it's for. It's for the person that. So, like, I have an iPad, right? You have an iPad, I think. Too. Yeah. Like it's for the person who they're in a situation where uh, I want to watch a YouTube video, or I want to actually maybe like write up a document quickly, mm-hmm. and they want a bigger screen. Yeah. Or they want to play a game, right? Yeah. Like for games, it does make sense uh, when you want. And then, but then when you want to go back to put it in your pocket and, and it be a phone, you want to close it up, right? Like, so it, it, it less and less you need to maybe carry around two devices, right? But for me, there's there's certain things I do on my iPad. The iPad for me is like sit in, sit in bed and look at something or watch a video or read something or sit at a table or a desk and actually I have a keyboard so then I actually can maybe do emails and actually yeah. write up something right but then when I leave the house if the only time I take my iPad with me is if I'm going somewhere where I'm going to be sitting for a prolonged period of time and be able to consume media or something on an iPad I don't feel yeah. the need to like have that happen on my phone yeah I don't know like see I I, I was going to ask you this question like I don't even know what I want from a next level device like what i mean apple keeps kind of telling us what we want and showing us what we want but like all it has been is enhancements to the ios a better camera you know slightly better battery improvements which is always appreciated we we i mean i'm i'm want a yeah. point where i can like not like have three-day battery life even though i put my phone on the charger every night but if there's been times where you're you're out for a while yeah. And you're maybe using your phone heavily. Like if you're out for a while, I like I went on a trip and I'm taking photos and taking videos, like you want more battery life. Absolutely. Right. So, but then what do I want from a, like a feature? 
I can't even think of anything. Yeah, but here's what I want to do. I want more battery life, but I don't want it to sacrifice performance because you've got no. you've got other devices that are now, you know, uh, claiming in commercials saying, you know, with three times more battery life. Yeah, but you're shutting all background processing. That's what you're doing, right? It's It's pretty much you're putting it, you're allowing the phone to run in a certain state by turning off all background, per- when you open all that up again, when you get your phone out of the box, like I've, um, I work in a telematics, um, uh, like um, I, I work for like a, a telematics company. We, we monitor, uh, we do like a, um, like driver type monitoring uh, for for certain things like fleet tracking and, and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. The problem is, is that what people don't understand is it's not. Some phones that are saying that they've, you know, they've increased the battery life or with now more battery life than ever. All it is, is it's the same battery, but what they're doing is out of the box, it is, it's come out super restrictive. So where, you know, a lot of apps are not running in the background. Um, you've got a lot of your location permissions all closed. Cause that's what the, that's, those are the things, um, there's battery permissions and location permissions that all use additional battery. And if we just turn them off on all of our phones, it would extend all of our battery lives. Problem is that they have programmed us to say, oh, well, this is now a different type of phone that now will give you this much battery life. No, you're just giving me a restricted hand a handset. Um, you think that's, that's what Apple's all- doing? No, not Apple. No, no, but from no, other- definitely not Apple. Yeah, and I'll give you the and I'll give you the the other three. It's Huawei, it's Pixel, and it's um, Huawei Pixel and OnePlus. So those three phones are like super restrictive when they come out of the box. Um, when it comes to battery permissions, background running processes, um, location permissions. Now you figure every app in your phone r- runs location. If you open up Waze, uh, Open Table, um, you know, anything, uh, Safari, um, Internet Explorer, whatever, your web page, anything uses location. And the thing is, is that once it's using it, it's, it's in, it's in like overdrive at that point. And that's when it starts to, you know, it starts to really, uh, drain. But those three specific phones come out of the box specifically restricted that you have to go in and find those settings uh, to actually enable them to get it to act like a normal phone. And that a lot of consumers don't really get it to where they don't know that these things are all turned off until you need them. And then when you do need them, then you're like, okay, well, my bad, you know, this phone is not what it used to be. It used to, it used to last a long time, but we all have these things that we can turn yeah. these things off. Um, yeah, for sure. But I, it's it's the marketing that they tell people. Well, now this phone will give you, you know, one of the newer phones. I think it's a the newer Samsung or something. And they say, oh, it'll give you three days of full usage of taking pictures, recording video, and yeah. watching videos. Well, and at what that. sacrifice? At what sacrifice? You're now sh- you've got nothing uh, uh, like running in the background. And a lot of people will say, well, I don't want nothing running in the background. Yeah. But the thing is, is that I, here's where your experience comes in, like. What kind of experience do you want with your phone, right? Um, our phones tell us certain things or prepare us for certain things or remind us of certain things when we get somewhere or whatever it is. 
that require some of these background processes. Yeah. And I if like, you, if you're, I like those yeah, features. If you're turning all these things off, you've got a Motorola Razor with a big screen, right? That's that all it is. Phone. So and it was phone. a great phone. <laughs> I was talking to somebody about that the other day, how cool the Motorola Razor is. I'm not going to like go into this, but just... <laughs> We, I, know, we I, miss talk, that I was talking too. to a customer w- about phones and we were doing that nostalgia like oh I remember that phone I had this phone you know we've, George and I had those conversations yeah and uh, he brought the razor and it's like everybody brings up the razor <laughs> but I here's what I here's what I think Giorgio I think that the battery technology is going to be a big influencer on the next gen of phones not just iPhones yeah. mm-hmm. the better the batteries get the more capabilities these phones can do, right? Like, so I think a big thing we're going to see more of is um, AR. Mm-hmm. Apple's shown us a little bit of that, mm-hmm. but not to a certain extent. Like, I'd like to be able to hold up my phone and, like, they've shown that with directions, I think. Like, you can, that does, it is part of maps now. Yeah. It will kind of show you the image, like, show you the the line in which you got to walk and stuff mm-hmm. like that, and or yeah. business names will pop up. Like, Mm-hmm. AR is cool, but like, I don't get super excited about it because uh, the use cases for AR yeah. are more just like, yeah, navigating or information. Like it, it, I don't know. Maybe, maybe we're at a point mm-hmm. where phones now are just such a part of life that they don't need to be super exciting anymore. Yeah. Like, would you agree? Well, you're right. Uh, they're not. I don't think they're going to get super exciting. I mean, look at it's a tool. It's a tool yeah. at the end of the day. Well, right? you know, uh, elaborating on that, look at the iPhone 14. What was what was the main thing that they were pushing this year? Wasn't it was it was it was saving your life from a crash, saving oh your God. you know okay. saving your life we gotta, from. We gotta from- talk about this. <laughs> we gotta talk about this. This. The theme of this keynote, I don't know what Apple thinks we're doing. We've all been staying home for the last two years. But Apple seems to think we're climbing Mount Everest yeah. or getting lost in the woods. Like, I don't I don't even like going camping. Right? Like, I am not leaving my house or... Look, I'd I like... Know. Okay, look, if I'm in a car crash ever, like... God forbid. God forbid that happens. Right? Yeah. Okay. Would I want my phone to notify my loved ones that 100 percent cool that's like i'm all down for that i've absolutely they have clear, they've they've i've their stories there's real life stories they've saved people's life with the apple yeah. watch monitoring health all this is good but this this theme this year and this will maybe lead us into the apple watch yeah is they seem to think that that everyone's out there just doing crazy <laughs> extreme things and and getting lost and <laughs> Like we've got satellite, like my phone and my 14 pro, apparently if I need to, I can use satellite in very limited scenarios. They said, so this is very limited and it's, you can send predefined messages like help Giorgio. I'm lost in the woods. Like get help. Like that's it. Right. But like, but imagine this now and it's super limited. So check this out. Imagine the people that are like, oh, well, now we can go out camping because now, worst case scenario, we can, you know, yeah, we if, can send out an emergency text. We can send out an emergency text. And then they find out, shit, we're, right, we're really far out here that we can't, this isn't working. 
It's super right? useful, but it just seems I'm like sure they, it were, is. they were really pushing it hard. Yeah. Right? Because yeah. I think they were like, okay, this is the new thing. Yeah. But the, the whole theme of the keynote was like around like yeah. danger, being in danger. I don't know who's out there getting lost. I don't know anybody personally who, you know, says, I'm going to go get lost this weekend. I'm well, never- you and I are, you and I are homebodies. <laughs> like we're, look, this, who, the people they were trying to reach with this. Yeah. We don't need, we don't know any of these people. We're not no, friends with these people. I wouldn't not, not be, I'm not friends with the guy who goes rock climbing on the weekends. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like, right. Um, so for, 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 for that guy or girl, like yeah. that's, I'm never to, more than, I'm never more than 60 to 80 feet from my car at all times. <laughs> yeah. At all times. Right. Yeah. Like, so like I'm going not going to, to I'm not going to put Ben's my cottage ever is remote enough situation. for me. Yeah. Right. And he has like um, the SpaceX satellite internet up there now. Yeah. So Starlink. Like I'm good now, right? Like yeah. I'm not, this isn't a situation where I can't use the internet. Yeah. My my so brother, my brother-in-law will invite me, he's invited me fishing and I, I have declined on multiple occasions. <laughs> so. Yeah. So we're not outdoorsy people. Yeah, no. He'll, okay. he'll purposely go out into Algonquin or something and backpack for miles. Yeah. I'm not. But is there. Not is there down. a peace of mind though? Like, is it is it cool to know that if for some crazy reason you're in a situation like this, just knowing you have the technology in your pocket, it's not a. I don't see this as a selling feature. I don't know if that's what their intention that's, that's was. That's not it. the. That's not the I, reason why I don't go. <laughs> it's not the. But is it? But is it going? Does Apple think this is the reason someone might buy an iPhone? No. Can't or is it just them showing off? I mean, I think that they're they're I think I think it's just showing off, to be honest. I think I think the service is great. It's good to have, right? I think we'll see more of this. You know, it, it you know what the thing is, is it's cramming it, it's cramming as much as you can into this handheld device. It's like We've crammed a camera, calculator, and there was a picture that I saw on Instagram of like all these devices um, that we used to have to have physically back in the 80s or 90s oh, yeah. uh, that are that is now all crammed into this one device, calculator, this camera, camcorder, um, you know, storage or whatever, you know, and you've got a desk full of items. And then instead, now you've got this handheld device that does all of it and more. And the thing is, is that and that they've it, it sounds like they've wanted to cram something else into it. What else can we put into it? You know, instead of yeah, using I, I like think a satellite phone, we can this thing can be a partial satellite phone in the event something happens. Right. I think so, at this point, even Apple knows it's like, you know, we're just adding now things because we because we can. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, what else can you? Add to a smartphone, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, that doesn't already exist. So, I mean, it's it's cool. Like, I mean, these features are great and they're not charging us anymore. Like, the iPhones still seem to stay it's the same still the price same every price, year. Yeah. But you do get more every year. Yeah. However, this service won't be free after a year. They give it to oh, you. Oh, that's for right. What, so, for yeah, I, did, I, I didn't pay too much attention to this because I'm like, I'm, if I have to use this satellite phone feature, like, yeah. Then that I'm probably have other problems in my life that <laughs> led me to the situation <laughs> that you're in, in, which in which I had to use the satellite. Like, yeah. where am I at this point? If I'm that depressed that I've got to go like literally blind walk in no direction whatsoever into like 
darkness of the night into like the canyon of somewhere. Yeah. Right. But Just if I've to agreed to go to somewhere do, yeah. <laughs> with someone to do this, yeah. I'm not, I'm no longer the person I know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm no longer me. Yeah. It's not something I want to do. It's cool. Yeah. Should we, should we talk about the Apple watch? We could. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Let's talk about the Apple watch. So, okay. So I still Apple- got a four. But I did see, uh, I, I've got a Series 4, but I did see this new model come out and it does look, wow. So it's the big serious. thing here is, okay, we have a new Apple Watch 8, which is just a continuation of the Apple Watch. Like mm-hmm. it's, I don't see a compelling argument if you're on a Apple Watch 6 or even a 5 to go to the 8, unless yeah. you're unless your watch is starting to show its show its lifetime i mean the battery on the apple watch does start to wear yeah i notice on mine too yeah it does wear quicker uh or sorry the the life of it does wear quicker than the phones obviously it's a smaller battery so that's mm-hmm. going to be a, that's going to be a reality but you know it's there's not much of a compelling upgrade or a reason to upgrade to the series 8 unless you're either buying your first apple watch you're going to get a fantastic apple watch like yeah. they've at this point, I think on their eighth model, they've perfected the smartwatch. Yeah. Um, but the big thing is the Ultra. Yeah, the Ultra is, is right? gorgeous. So yeah. again, they've are after the uh, Mount Everest hmm. uh, swimming with sharks <laughs> <laughs> individual. Right. Who, so- Literally, either um, Arnold Schwarzenegger, uh, like you know, I don't even think Arnold. Arnold's in his hot tub with a cigar right now. Okay, Arnold's not even doing that. Stallone anymore. cliffhanger. Arnold, you know, jumping off a building, trying to, you know, uh, grip onto the uh, foot pole of like a helicopter or something yeah. like that. Like, I get it. Here, there, there are some extreme, extreme people that like you know that need it. But I think the commercial showed like a diver going in with sharks. <laughs> Look, it's, I'll tell you what excited me more about this watch is, okay, yes, it's clearly has some features that are tailored to sort of some extreme activities. But what I was most excited about this year was I was waiting. I, I've been dying for a redesign. Like yeah. I'm, yeah. I've been bored of this sort of same yeah looking watch right like mm-hmm. a round watch i might have wanted a round watch but i think apple's built everything around the square the screen their os it, it i think it does make sense for a, a device because you lose a lot of real estate when you make anything round yeah when you go around especially you're gonna give up screen space yeah. so i'm i'm fine with that but i was looking just just wanted something fresh yeah something different i've been wearing the same looking apple watch for years well how long is the original style watch have been going on for like four or five well, years since now? the series one since or series zero whatever yeah the only thing that happened was from three to four was the size change and then from it four to five bigger. or six and it's gotten bigger yeah oh, it has ultra. oh wow well the yeah ultra. now yes now with the ultra yes absolutely 49 millimeters wow it's big it's a big boy how long is this supposed to last like without having to charge it again i don't think it's anything um crazy different than the the watch itself is it because it's 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 putting out more power like you can tell the display is a little bit more brighter 
you can tell like well it's a bigger display so yeah. anytime you have a bigger display so they say okay so better life better battery life for days when you're on a second day of backpacking trip here we go again yeah this is i'm i'm <laughs> quoting apple i'm quoting apple's website we're gonna, i'm gonna read this when you're on the second day of a backpacking trip the final leg of a triathlon or diving along a coral reef mm-hmm the last thing you want to think about is running out of battery. Actually, the last thing I want to think about is not getting eaten by a shark <laughs> in the coral reef, coral reef. Snagging up against some sort of um, coral, you know, slicing up my leg. With longer battery life than ever, you can take on almost anything and have energy to spare. So they now say that up to 36 hours of normal use. Yeah. I'm saying that not knowing what the previous one was, but I'm assuming it's more. Yeah. And up to 60 hours on a, on the low power setting which they say is coming soon i don't know why the low power setting is coming soon that's but then again that low power setting all has to do with just being able to manage the software well they're uh, saying if you are out backpacking yeah and you you don't need all these features like you might as well go on low power mode so that you have it ready for when you have to call the coast guard to come save you that's like driving a mclaren p1 just on the electric motor <laughs> right yeah so i mean look i mean it's um i i bought one so let's just put that it is out of the way obviously obvi- i'll probably like, get one too yolo it's completely um <laughs> oh it's completely overkill yeah that's okay. but i think if you're into watches okay yeah. this speaks to more of the watch person yeah because it has you know, the look of a diver watch, if you're into diving watches. Yeah. Um, if you're into the gear, like, so I think who they're really after here is the Garmin, mm-hmm. right? The more yeah. adventure outdoors watch. It's a nice, um, it's a nice daytime watch. You know what I mean? It is. I mean, I wore it I, like, look, the great thing about the Apple watches is you change the bands yeah. and, you know, like I wore my Apple watch ultra with a suit the other day. Did you? <laughs> I, yeah, I did. I because I have so here's the here's a great part actually, and I was I was actually a little bit nervous about this. Mm-hmm. They say that it will fit the existing bands. So if you had the let's say the forty four millimeter mm-hmm. or the bigger size watch, yeah, um, those bands for those watches will fit the forty nine millimeter ultra. Really? So all my existing bands that I had for my series five because I had a 45, 40, sorry forty four millimeter series five mm-hmm. all the sport bands uh the loop like the velcro loop bands yeah um fit this watch so oh. my band cl- i thought my whole like, i have way too many watch bands at this mm-hmm. point over the last couple of years of owning apple watches they wow. i can use them all with this watch wow the only bands that i think is maybe well apparently the stainless steel does work too stainless steel does work too nice oh like it's the only i can't remember bands? which there's only one a uh, band that doesn't doesn't match up with this, mm. but the new bands that it comes with are really nice. So I went for. Did you get that? I, did you get that orange one with the loop in it? Where you? No, I wanted the orange one. I might like still the, get it. It's, it's like the rock, is it like the rock climber one or something? They call it the Alpine Loop. Excuse me. Yeah, <laughs> to be correct, <laughs> the Alpine Loop. It's the, they call it that because it has, it's the clasp design and mm. I really don't know, but I, um, I was originally, I wanted the black trail loop, which is just basically if you're familiar with the, you know, the existing 
yeah. like fabric Velcro. That, that's mm-hmm. basically what it is. They've just kind of upgraded the design. Yeah. I wanted the black one, mm-hmm. but the black one immediately sold out. Yeah. Like to get one now, I think it's like eight to 10 weeks. Yeah. But then I realized the ocean band. So there's three new bands. Yeah. Alpine. Oh, loop, the trail one loop, in case you ocean band. The one in case you want to go swim yeah. with sharks. That's right. Well, it's basically, yeah. It's basically just a, a, it's the same rubber or poly. I don't know what the official name is for it. Yeah. I think same silicone. They might've upgraded it from the sport loops, ah. but it's just got a different clasp, clasp design that's supposed to be sturdier when diving. Right? Gotcha. I don't buy it because the sport loop has never fallen off my wrist, but mm-hmm. I went for the ocean band because that was the only one available in midnight. And I figured if all my old bands work, yeah. does it really matter what band that I just, I just to get it right. Yeah. yeah. And then, but I actually like this band. I'm actually been using it mm-hmm. every day. The ocean yeah. band. It's, I thought it'd be, um, look sort of more rugged, but it actually is not that bad. Mm-hmm. So that's all right. But yeah, it works with the, it works with your old bands, which I think is, I, I hope that Apple keeps doing this because I think at this point, a lot of people have a lot of watch bands. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well over the years, right? How depends. long can they do this for though? Right. If they really want to redesign it. Yeah. But and they force people to go buy a bunch of new bands, but you never know. Yeah. I mean, they, they could probably see what, uh, what, what the ultra does right in the next year or two. And they may even redesign the regular one yeah. or even make the, the ultra, the new, Apple Watch and then turn the old Apple Watch into the SE model. So I love the design. Like, what do you think of the design of the? Ultra? I've seen like it, just in pictures. I've seen it just you know in person. I haven't seen it yet. Right. I've seen it in pictures. Yeah. I've seen it on the on the commercial. I I think it looks. It great. is a big watch. Like it, I, it, yeah, but I, we've I, always liked big watches though. I mean, it's not any bigger than if you're a guy or somebody that has like, I don't know. What's a traditional watch? I don't know, but we've had we've had bigger chronographs before that yeah, were like over, like a G Shock. If yeah, you wore like a G Shock like watch before, an oversized I think it's chrono. Even, but a G Shock feels bigger because they are um, quite thicker. Yeah, with it's all the still relatively thin. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I would say, like the first two days, it feels awkward because you're used to the old size. Yeah, but yeah. but like anything after the first week, I don't notice the size difference anymore. I really yeah. don't. Yeah. And then until you put on like a yeah. like a four or five again, and you're just like, holy It does. Cow. It feels small. <laughs> but with the bigger size, what they've done is they've flattened the screen now. Yeah. And you've got a bigger screen, which on a watch, super useful. I find navig- actually, I can actually navigate menus with more confidence than before. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Like, like you could <laughs> get this, Giorgio. Now, when you go to like respond to a message, mm-hmm. they actually give you a keyboard. Oh yeah, <laughs> like a full a full keyboard on the watch where it's so like you can a, go and type. Yeah, they're really small, but what it does is it senses kind of where it yeah. thinks you are trying to press on based on sort of where your finger lines and up. and whatever word you're coming up with. It just yeah yeah. So it's That's like good. those it's like those calculator watches that had yeah keyboards like. <laughs> That's funny. So. Now that's cool. Yeah, it's cool. I mean, it look, like it's got all these additional sort of apps and features for our outdoorsy friends. Yeah. 
um, if you want to see your latitude and longitude, if you want to see what elevation you're at, if that matters, um, <laughs> it has a dive, um, not like, not just like the water swimming feature, like workout, like now it yeah. has like a, a dive. You can see what depth you're at. That's cool. I will, I will probably never be using yeah. this. I wouldn't go that deep to, sh- to, to, you know what I mean? If I'm no, in what a if pool- I go, what if I go dive, what if you go diving on vacation you might want to no. play around with that? No. I, I don't go diving on vacation, so. No. No. We're the wrong people <laughs> to be talking about the Apple Watch. <laughs> no. No. I'm not going diving Look, in you, some random country where I don't know what's out there. You know that, 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 that guy who always travels to that random... In the movie, that guy dies first. Always. So I'm not going to be that guy. I'm not going into some random ocean... Just because it's okay, I can go in now. I have the Apple Watch. I have the Apple Watch Ultra. <laughs> I can go and I'm going to see how deep I can go. No, not happening. I'll go in a pool. I might wet my feet. <laughs> I'm not yeah. diving into the ocean. I think what Apple's doing a, doing here is they're giving a people a taste of what a next generation Apple Watch is going to look like. Probably this is. I look at the uh, Apple Watch Ultra as almost a showcase of, of, hey, like if if we push the Apple Watch to the limits, yeah, this is what's possible. This is what it's going to be, right? And they then if you guys that, want an SE, the SE is going to be the older model. Yeah, they kept the Apple like the Apple Watch Eight is like, yeah, this is the Apple Watch for everyone. Yeah, and the Ultra is like, this is maybe some things we're going to have coming in the future. But if you want the best Apple Watch ever. Yeah. Then <laughs> <laughs> this is the best Apple Watch ever. <laughs> I like it. It's I'm just like it was yeah. just nice to have uh, a a new Apple Watch that felt like a new Apple Watch. There are things that make us happy. You know what I mean? Like yeah, it's cool. You know, like you, look, I'm never going to use all these. You're things, never going to cool. use all that stuff, but you know you have it, right? It's just that you yeah. know that you have that much horsepower in this car. You may not not ever push it that much, right? But you like to know that your hard-earned money paid for it. You know, I'm ready so. to go on an adventure now, Georgia. You want to go on an adventure? <laughs> nope. I got the I got the Apple Watch Ultra, man. Not at anywhere. all. Not at anywhere. all. Yeah, and I got no. satellite calling on my iPhone. We're <laughs> set. Just come. We're we're good. You're safe with me, man. Do me a favor. If you get lost out in a field, um, don't make me your emergency call. <laughs> you don't want to get that bill for for yeah. my satellite phone call. I, I don't need. I I don't need that. I, I don't need that. You just make someone else your emergency call. I just, you know. Yeah. <laughs> what do you think, Giorgio? Have we exhausted this here? Like, let's, um, maybe yeah, we should. Yeah, I think uh, uh, let's wrap it up. We've uh, we've talked a lot about cars. <laughs> we've learned that Giorgio really hates the new Corvette. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it's we've a, we've dived into Chevy all of GT. Apple and, and Apple's um, need to save our lives while we're climbing uh, mountains yeah just putting ourselves out in yeah. like the worst scenarios yeah. ever so yeah so thanks everyone happening. for sticking with us i hope you stuck stuck with us through us and are still there right uh, we promise we will continue to get better at this with every episode Absolutely. every episode is going to be different right we're going to cover different things we may talk more about cars one day and talk more about technology but you know we'll try to cover everything that we're into and absolutely have fun have fun while doing it right yeah. Thank you. All right, man. All Have right, a good guys. Night, and we'll see you guys next week. <laughs>